one of the most critical things, you know, Pete talks about when you execute bad leases, and a lot of this is attributed to not having the right team in place, real estate broker, attorney, architect, contractor, engineer, you need to be a well-oiled team working together and all the, the small nuanced complexities of these transactions is critical and critical to executing a favorable deal. This is Pete Moore here on Halo Talks NYC. We are again inside of the Halo Academy in the real estate section with real estate broker extraordinaire, David West, Westbury, Long Island. David, welcome to Halo Talks. Thanks for having me, Pete. Uh, good to be here again, and I'm glad to educate the population as we move forward on uh, seeing how the, the, the world of Halo continues to grow and become the sector kind of to be in. So let's talk. So, I mean, the interesting part about your profession is you, the last probably 15 years, would have to try and kick and scream to get landlords to accept a health club or a fitness boutique or a services company inside of a building. And now they're banging down your door to try and get fitness boutiques or health clubs to come in because that's what's bringing all the traffic in and everything's experiential. So... Welcome to the brighter side of the real estate sector. Yeah, it's it. we see them on every corner, and it's kind of like if you woke up in the morning and you decided you want to open up a boutique fitness studio or a gym, uh, you're quickly going to realize that the process is daunting. There's just an incredible amount of key criteria that you need, you need to be aware of, and it looks great on the outside, and it's glamorous, and trainers are the new A-listers, and you know everyone's talking about it and doing it, but... The people that are operating and operating at the highest levels, it's impressive to see that they're building a business. And I just want to kind of touch upon the major factors that if you do wake up in the morning and you decide you want to embark on this journey, what you need to be aware of. And we talk about this inside uh, Integrity Square and Integrity Real Estate Partners all the time, and, and we're just happy we can share it with everybody. So with that said, I've created what's kind of what, what we call a scorecard. And then moving forward, you'll be able to access this out of the Halo Library. And the scorecard is going to go down and give you the highlight of the criteria you need to be aware of and then end with when you do get to lease, what are the main kind of negotiation factors or elements um, within, within the negotiation. So. so one of the things that I think you and I have both experienced, which I think people really need to, to understand whether you have a multi-unit chain right now of, of any type of Halo-related services company or fitness boutique company your asset is your lease or your biggest liability is your lease so the points that you're going to go through here on your scorecard I, f I feel like there's two really probably three really important things if you're a company and you're and you have real estate in uh, a lease and you've got a brand and you've got a program if you have the lease wrong you're never really going to make money at that location no matter how awesome your program is no matter how many members you have so why don't you talk about this is probably the biggest decision someone's going to make is, is what their lease is. And you know, I think it's, you know, you going down and, and people understanding the trade-offs that you need to make. And, you know, maybe it's like, hey, I, I can pay more in rent, but I got to get something in return for that. Or I'll pay less in rent, but, you know, what my trade-offs are. So I'm looking forward to so, you highlighting what the scorecard is. So again, we'll start with calling it the scorecard. And if you woke up in the morning and you decide this is something that I'm going to embark on, 
what's the first thing that you need to focus on? And that's understanding your target audience. It's who, who is the market that you're going after? What's the demographic? And then that kind of lets everything else fall into place as far as like, where do you need to look at space and what's the size of space? So the number one thing that you need to identify when you do think about opening up, whether it be a boutique fitness studio or a gym or even any kind of retail operation in the halo space is who is your target audience? And then once, you, once you've identified that, you can then figure out what you, what's your target market or what is therefore your target mar- sub-market in real estate. You know, as it relates to New York City, we look at all the different sub-markets and how the, the demographics differ within each. Then once you have that figured out, I'd say you move on to understanding on what is kind of the pricing per square foot. And that kind of helps you understand what's the budget going to be on the monthly and going back to what Pete just mentioned, you know, a lot of times, unfortunately, people are executing these expensive leases, which drives the entire business and probably attributes on a 60 plus percent of why retail operations fail is based on a poor decision on the lease that they executed. So once you then figure out who your target audience is, what your target submarket is, you can go and figure out what the size of the space is. And then you could figure out pricing and then you can conduct, you know, do I lease my space? Do I buy my space? Depending on what, which market you're in, you may have the ability to do either. So Dave, uh, as you've seen people, you know, make mistakes on signing leases that are outside of what they know in their prototype, which Dave's outquits and I just, you know, articulated of here's what your budget looks like. Here's what percentage you can pay in rent. Just so people understand like the psychology and how you as you know being so experienced in the space can say to a client you know look you got to walk away from this property like even though you know obviously our business your business like a lot of businesses are incented on like getting deals closed like you know that that's not a good deal for your client but somebody gets enamored with a space i just want to i want people to understand like they've been there you've been there you got to walk away if, if the economics don't make sense you know, based on what you're saying, people fall in love with things for a lot of different reasons. And one thing I was told in real estate, especially specific to real estate, is don't ever try and fall in love with the space, fall in love with the economics of the deal. And one thing I, as a broker, always you know, say to my clients, and unfortunately I see most brokers thinking opposite, is that stay within your means, stay within your budget, and obviously always err on the side of the low as opposed to going a little bit higher. Because when you overextend or over leverage yourself, you then have to make more money, which means filling more classes, which means working potentially longer days or doing things that you wouldn't normally do that are outside of your pro forma. And then once you kind of lose that focus or start getting out of your lane, businesses unfortunately start to fail. So I think that I always tell my clients, stay, stay within that budget and try even stay on the low side of it. And then we, let's fall in love with the economics of the deal. And I'll talk about, you know, various factors and what equates the economics and understanding the expense side of, of looking at space. We'll get into in a minute, but that'll, that should answer the question to what Pete just asked. Yeah, no, uh, that's great commentary. Uh, fall in love with the economics of a deal. You know, we see, and we're going to see, unfortunately over the next couple of years, a big contraction in a number of locations that are either breaking even or losing a bit of money. Their investors kind of gave up on, the entrepreneur or the fitness instructor who started a location two or three years ago, some pretty rosy uh, and ambitious projections and was going to return the capital to their investors. Obviously it's not happening. So we're starting to see some of that now. And I think people really need to understand that if you have a high lease that someone else 
is not going to view that as an asset. They're going to view that as a liability and they're not going to pay you back for the money that's been invested in your club or in your studio or in your halo pavilion because that lease is so onerous that they'll have to go back and either renegotiate that lease or they're just going to walk away from the property. So this is the most pivotal decision that you're going to make. And I, I want to just reiterate that walk away if it doesn't feel right. And if it doesn't work out on paper, right, just walk away. So why don't we go through the rest of your list? Yeah, no, I, I want to just quickly go over and again, it'll all be listed on the scorecard, which you can access through the Halo Academy. But I want to quickly just run through some items because again, I, I keep going back that if you woke up tomorrow morning and you wanted to open up a studio or a gym, you'll be aware of all the, these things can, will all resonate with you. And you can think about it as your day goes on and, we're seeing a lot of ex-finance professionals getting bored of their day jobs and moving into the, the halo space and opening up their own studios. So they'll certainly all understand exactly where I'm going with this. So when we talk about just quickly on the additional expenses, you know, you have your lease, you figure out your cost per square foot, you analyze whether you lease or you purchase. Just things to think about, like your attorney, your architect, the engineer, the contractor, your heating AC and ventilation specialist, and then any other third-party providers. And then one of the most critical elements to all of this is the the physical cultural establishment permit and that's what's called in short a pce license and it's relevant to anyone who's operating in the fitness space um we can talk about it further if you ask me any questions which you can email me but so i, I covered a few different different categories here and, and what it ultimately leads to is figuring out your total real estate investment expense so then once you have that figured out you can then go on and conduct space inspections and then look at things such as zoning and understand building composition and, and, and the other things that fall within that. But one of the most critical things, you know, Pete talks about when you execute bad leases, and a lot of this is attributed to not having the right team in place. And I can't stress the importance of this enough. It, I mean, real estate broker, attorney, architect, contractor, engineer, you need to be a well-oiled team working together, whether it's some of those service providers offering pro bono work at some level uh, in the initial stages, and then you move on to a more formal relationship via the contract. But from the beginning, walking spaces with architects and then having an engineer who's quickly able to go in and inspect any base building work and all the, the small nuanced complexities of these transactions is critical and critical to executing a favorable deal. And then that's really it. So just I want to leave you with kind of the last bit of the main criteria to be negotiated in a lease. And these are kind of the, the negotiated elements that take place with broker and, and landlord with tenant. And that would be obviously number one is your price per square foot. Then you have your electricity charge, uh, a free rent concession. What is the landlord going to offer you as far as free rent for building time, filing? You know, you have to get all this, the plans filed with the Department of Buildings and the Board of Standard Appeals. And um if a landlord, depending on market conditions, if the landlord is going to offer you a tenant improvement allowance, which is a cash contribution towards the, the work, and then you have your operating escalation and your real estate taxes. So those are kind of the main points to be negotiated that you should be thinking about all the time. And when you work with a broker, hopefully it's myself, you know, when I put together an analysis for you, it encompasses all of these points along with some others. So you can see the entire transaction, what it looks like gives you a very good sense over a five, seven, or a 10-year term what the transaction will look like today in today's dollar and net present valued out over the entire term. And then to tie this all together uh, with one of the other documents that's in the academy is the, is the prototype model and, and the build-out model. So the build-out model 
would include all these upfront costs, all these capitalized costs, as we call them, as part of getting the location built out, as well as any security deposit, which is also a negotiable item, any kind of free rent. Um, obviously, you know, plus or minus goes, goes for or against you. And then, you know, as you open up locations that have any kind of membership model, just remember to check the consumer protection laws as you're not allowed to collect membership dollars from people. Those have to be bonded and in an escrow account or just billed when the location is actually opened. So as we mentioned before in the asset purchase agreements and, and doing deals when we were talking with Chris, talking about David Zalkowitz about things that you need to consider on, on a build out. Now talking to David West here, each one of these is a separate game. And anytime you want to play a game, you should always find an expert advisor who's played this game a hundred times before, whether that's somebody within our network, whether it's somebody in your local area, whether that's a lawyer, whether it's a financial advisor, just make sure you get protected because the amount of capital that you're going to outlay, you deserve the best chance of success. And if you cut corners up front, you're going to pay for them later on. So welcome to the halo sector. Dave West, thank you very much for thank giving you. us the scorecard. Thank you for having me. And we look to uh, to have more Halo retail across the country, then to North America, then over the sea to shining sea. Halo or bust. Bye.